3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: Welcome in. It's Game Time Decisions live right here on SportsGrid. It is a Monday evening. We have a lot to get to, folks. We have just one hour to do it because we have pro football today starting at 7 p.m. sharp right here on the grid. I'll be joined by Donnie Wrightside and Joe Lisi. But in the meantime, we have to get to, of course, Monday Night Football, Buffalo and Denver, an NBA card that has four spots for us to attack. The college basketball board, more enticing than I had anticipated. I'm going to try and add throughout the hour. There's a lot of nice options out there uh, on the college rack tonight. And, of course, updating you with everything that fell out of this weekend here on Game Time Decisions. As I said, I'm Kevin Walsh, and we're ready to rock and roll with you over this one hour to go. Let's open it up here, take a quick out view of everything that is on board tonight. And we begin with Monday night football, Buffalo and Denver. A touchdown spread in favor of the Bills, total 47 and a half. Those sevens? Are not everywhere. Some seven and a halfs appearing in the market. Some buy on Buffalo as we get closer to kick. Understandable. The Bills are a team that usually, when they win, it is by margin. The difficult thing, though, for them has been a leaky defense that has been ravaged by injuries and keeps a lot of opponents in the game at minimum. Could that be the same for Denver? What does that mean for our total of 47 and a half? Everyone well aware that when it comes to a primetime total, why bother? No spot worse than Mondays this season, with so far the under being 10 and 1 on Monday night football. My goodness. Can it be any worse than last night, though? I highly doubt it. Uh, Let's continue now to take a look at some of these Super Bowl odds that we have out there in the market following a week of NFL action. Firstly, I'll bring in our radio audience, Sirius XM, Channel 159. We are live all across the Sports Grid Network here with Game Time Decisions. I'm Kevin Walsh here on this Monday night. So at the top, the bi-week Kansas City Chiefs. The Eagles took a big loss this week, which is why they're not... Oh, no, that didn't happen. They're also on a buy. It doesn't matter. The odds maker's favorite team in the world. Very clearly is the San Francisco 49ers. And that was reflective in the Niners' price against the Jacksonville Jaguars, laying three, three and a half in some spots on the road to a Jags team that is inside our top ten for Super Bowl odds. A Jags team favored to win their division had entered winners of five straight. Well, the oddsmakers had that one correct. If we take a look at the score box and everything that we saw, uh, the box score, excuse me, from San Fran and Jacksonville, it was a route the Niners way. The only thing that went wrong is Christian McCaffrey didn't score. 34-33, your final score. MV Purdy, three touchdowns, nearly 300 yards. I know he's not going to win MVP, but he was great. Better than Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence is someone who is actually struggled throughout this year, more so than the Jags' record would suggest. Could the Jags be pushed by my Houston Texans? Let's call it what it is. They can. The Texans, with one of the big upsets of the week, taking down the Cincinnati Bengals on the road. But a bigger upset actually came to us within that AFC North, a head-to-head game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. 33-31. This total was sub-40 explosive day in b more deshaun watson 213 passing yards touchdown and a pick he was great on the ground for this team lamar won too many turnovers here made a big difference this browns defense is special you can tell it is the best in football you say when you and when you say that coming off of a game where the opponent scored 31 seven of those were on a kyle hamilton pick six which was the first score of this game. But when you can say that coming off of a game where the opponent didn't see 31, you know, it is special. This defense makes play after play after play. The winner of the North is going to be a team that everyone will be hot on when it comes to trying to figure out your AFC futures I'll just know right now, that winner is not going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. A trip to Baltimore for them on Thursday night. Let's keep pushing this along here. You see your Super Bowl odds. Again, right now, the big scope out view here. Baltimore holds, again, within range. They're still favorites in that division. Uh, They are up a half game on Cleveland. The Pittsburgh Steelers are not a team that a lot of people are buying into. I'm surprised the Bengals haven't dropped more. I think this price is reflective of Cincinnati being a team didn't have T. Higgins in the game, but more than anything, if they are in, people will want to bet on Burrow. That's what their price comes down to. Detroit gets a great win on the road in LA, and they're allowed to hold in their status inside this top 10 here. Miami was on bye this week, along with the LA Rams. We'll get some of those teams back this weekend for some interesting games when we transition to week 11 in college football. It is week 12 approaching uh, us for college football. Finished up week 11 in the NFL, and Michigan gets the job done. Their first and only tough test so far this season was a win and cover in a game where their at one point Heisman contending quarterback did not throw a pass in the second half. This team went full service academy against the Nittany Lions, and Even without Jim Harbaugh, there was nothing Penn State could do. Penn State is wildly overrated and benefits from playing in an atrocious Big Ten conference. They are a top 25 team, but by no means did Michigan beat one of its 10 best in college football. The Nittany Lions would hang around 500 if we slapped them in the Pac-12 or in the SEC. In the SEC, we had ourselves what was supposed to be another big game— Not so much. 52-17, the Georgia Bulldogs route the running Rebs here. Carson back with another 300 passing yard performance. Could he crash into the Heisman Trophy race? He's going to need a lot of help. One guy who's deep inside that race is the Washington Huskies quarterback. That would be Michael Penix Jr., a 35-28 win, but no cover against the Utah Utes, is good enough to keep Penix where he needs to be. Look at headlines, though, for Washington. Pick'em on the road in Corvallis against Oregon State. Could be a tricky spot. What would that loss mean, not just to the Pac-12 picture, but the college football playoff picture? Quite a lot, unless the Huskies could avoid. That would be upset. Sticking in the Pac-12, Oregon gets the job done against USC. No cover either. Taylor plus the points finally gets the job done here, but Bo Nix was brilliant. He started this game 2-for-2 two two for 161 yards. Raise your hand if you took the under on his passing prop. Tough scene, not great. Bo Nix, a clear-cut Heisman favorite right now, and rightfully so. But he has to win out. That's the reality for Bo Nix. If he does, it's his. If he doesn't, well, did the loss come to Washington? Then the odds are it's probably Michael Penix's. Who else could be in the mix? Jaden Daniels, despite having three losses and no big wins, apparently getting some credit. Marvin Harrison Jr. had himself a great day against Michigan State, but we know that the Buckeyes are going to have to put up wins. Six touchdown day for Money Milrow. No respect. What else is new? NBA card tonight. It's four games. The big one is Boston and New York. Celts lay nine. Toronto, some key absences in their game against Washington. Damian Lillard should be back for the Bucs. De'Aaron Fox could be back for Sacramento. Let's get a quick pick on your card here my favorite on the college slate is nigel pack the miami point guard over 12 and a half points hasn't cleared this number just yet but an up-tempo game coming tonight here for nigel pack and miami against fiu he will have opportunities aplenty and get at least 13 points on the board we go through the full card next year on game time decisions Back with you right here. It's Game Time Decisions on a Monday night. I'm Kevin Walsh. We're live on Sports Grid. So we've got five picks tonight in the NFL. I'm going to do those secondly because we can explain those a little bit more throughout our show. And, of course, we've got pro football today coming up. Four picks on the hardwood tonight here. One in the NBA. So I'll start there. Kings Cavs over 226. This is a full value play. I don't think we've gotten full confirmation as to whether or not De'Aaron Fox will play. But... He has played three games this year. In those games, the final score is an average of 246 points. That is 20 points north of this number, meaning that this total is probably 10 points light, 10 full points, which is preposterous value to get if De'Aaron Fox plays. He is questionable for this game. We can still get there whether Fox plays or not because Cleveland is starting to really round into form, but I had to take a value shot there. There were three Look, we go through the whole thing. There were three NBA shots that I was tempted by tonight. I couldn't cross the finish line on them. Raptors, Wizards, I was going to play pool over the 16 and a half. We've seen secondary scorers really have good numbers against Toronto. And I was going to play Scottie Barnes over the 28 and a half points plus rebounds. Now, Toronto is all of a sudden missing multiple guys, O.G. Ananobi and Gary Trent Jr., which not ideal for them and potentially should push me to the window on them. The Barnes number, though, likely going to be gone due to some of those absences the reason I pulled back the Wizards are bad really bad and we do not know what the Wizards are going to look like on the second leg of a back-to-back yet because this is their first of the season blowouts kill props everybody knows it that was my reason for hesitation here on the numbers tonight in Washington and and Toronto, maybe just – and I know this is going to sound silly, but maybe a couple of parlays and all of a sudden put yourself tonight and get a plus money shot because some of these numbers are light tonight if we can avoid the blowout there up north. And then lastly, Giannis, 16.5 rebounds plus assists. 13 players have hit this number, okay, In or 13 players have had 15 or more in the last nine games against Chicago, okay? Nine have gone over 16.5. half. The problem is Giannis has hit this prop once, and it was his last game, and Lillard was out. He needed seven assists to get there. Giannis is not doing enough for me to get there, but if you want to simply fade an opponent, that would be the way to do it. Don't love this game tonight between the Celtics and the Knicks. Lean towards the Knicks plus the nine. I do like your college basketball t- board tonight. We mentioned Miami FIU. Two twop, top. What is going on? Two top 20 teams in pace. So that means there's going to be a lot of opportunities on the floor tonight. Nigel Pack, who last year was a 40% shooter from three, has gotten off to a very slow start. But that's why his prop of two-and-a-half made threes tonight has more juice on the over than other guys, than anybody else in this game. The, the idea is he is going to really open this up here, and it's the perfect opponent to do so. He's 8-21 from 21 from the field overall to start this season. He took 12 shots in their last game against UCF. Comparable volume, and you will have no problem getting over this number. The big game tonight is Purdue and Xavier. I'm going to play the 17-and-a-half number on Xavier. This is a huge number for the Boilermakers to lay against Xavier. Ken pa makes this game 12 and a half on a neutral here, so home court advantage, understandable. But I, I'm going to take a chance with Sean Miller, who I think is a better coach here uh, in this basketball game. And, and again, what is still ultimately a massive, massive number. Curious to see what we get out of Zach Edie in this game here tonight. Edie is not, at the moment, having a very big workload for Purdue. People are excited about this team, a lot of returners. And I know you're going to probably say, well, that's because they're not playing anybody good. So, Eady has started this season with 14 field goals and 19 free throws. If you look last year, very similar strength of schedule opening up for Purdue. He had 26 field goals in those games and 14 free throws. Far less attempts for Zach Edie. Lean under his 20 and a half, didn't play it. The game that is coming up here, St. John's in Michigan, is probably my favorite game in terms of... I want to bet a lot of stuff in this game here tonight. Joel Soriano's butt prop, Doug McDaniel, threes, points. All of those are very appetizing. This could be a great same-game parlay type of one if you want to try and get involved in that direction. But I landed on Michigan plus the two-and-a-half. I think this is a classic wrong team favorite here. Ken Pa makes this game five, uh, which I think, on a neutral, of course, right? Madison Square Garden is not that much of a home court advantage for St. John's. It's not. You can call it their home court, but is it really? It, it's not. Their home court is in Queens. And this idea that Rick Patino is going to fill up and sell out St. John's and it's Red Storm Fever everywhere. <laughs> Listen, folks, you might think that this is sour grapes from an Iona fan. I've gone over this plenty of times and I don't need to open this again. Time will tell seeing will be believing here with me uh, and st john's and rick patino i think that this is the team that a type of team that people want to bet on but in terms of playing in a big game in a big arena i'm going to trust the michigan wolverines on the on the two and a half point spread here i think they've got a great chance to win this game outright all right let's go to the nfl a little bit here i have five props only one comes to us actually outside of the running back room and that's stefan diggs this is a number that i've gone after consistently this year and once again We have a perfect opponent to line it up against, which is his longest reception over 24 and a half yards. Diggs has hit this in six of his last seven games. Make sure you get the 24 and a half. If you do get 25 and a half, then he would have only hit this in five of seven. Still great numbers, but it could be better. The number one wide receiver going up against the Denver Broncos has, has hit their longest reception prop in every single game since week one. Now, all of them have cleared 24.5, except for Christian Watson, who landed 23. The reason I know that that hit his longest reception prop is that was a week eight, a week seven best bet for me on the Watson over the number when we were doing a Sunday pro football today. Stefan Diggs with a big catch tonight is the safest way to get involved here in this game. My best bet in this game, though, is on the Buffalo side, but it's their running back, James Cook, over two and a half catches. If you'll notice, as we've gone through this entire football season, I don't know if I've played a receptions prop on card yet. If I like somebody over their catches, typically I like them over their yards. And James Cook's yards is in here because it's actionable and potentially light. But the starting point here has to be the two-and-a-half reception prop. James Cook has hit this so far in five games this season. 18-and-a-half yards, he's only hit four times. It shows that's more reliable. But more importantly, the over of two-and-a-half receptions has been hit by the opposing running back every single week since we started week 2 10 total running backs have gone over this number since then which gives you an idea that even if tonight there's maybe a little too much Latavius Murray James Cook will have no problem getting over this number as with that being the best bet right so and, and always you guys want you know structure your units as you feel most comfortable but a best bet for me is more than an, another on card item but I'm also going to be willing to play a for a normal uh, spot here on James Cook over the 18 and a half because we have seen 10 different running backs clear that prop against this team. It's not the same 10. Isaiah Pacheco, last time the Denver Broncos played, they're coming off of their bye, had three catches for negative three yards. If that's the night that James Cook has, we're going to win our best bet. That's the key there, right? But odds are, if James Cook has three catches, he will get over this number. So I'm playing both, but the receptions is my favorite. On the Denver side of things, we're going to go with Javante Williams, over 13 and half yards for the longest rush. He's hit this in four of his last five games, removing a game against the Chicago Bears that he left early due to injury. The first team all season to not hit this number was last week's Joe Mixon Cincinnati Bengals. That is the only time. And Mixon and Josh Jacobs are the only lead backs that haven't hit this. It is incredible how many trends here against Denver are all true since week two. The Vegas Raiders and Josh McDaniels. Uh, that, that just, my God, what an awful, awful group uh, that truly was. But over 13.5. But I'm also going to play Samaje Piran. Longest reception over 9.5 here. Crowded backfields can be dangerous at times, but Piran is... The lead man still, when it comes to the pass catching, back here at minimum level footing with Javante Williams. Since Williams came back, he has eight targets. Williams seven, so you see that that leans towards him. P Ryan has gone over this prop in five consecutive games, six out of eight on the year, and eight of nine backfields. Eight out of nine have hit this prop. The only team that did not was the New York Giants. So that's how we rock it there. P Ryan over the longest catch. Williams over the longest run is how we get involved with that Denver backfield. Joe Madden steps up next round. Right here it's game time decisions on a Monday night.
3: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24/7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid, sportsgrid.com.
5: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's you did it you
0: stumped this charming devil at vanguard you're more than just an investor you're an owner that means your priorities are vanguard's too so whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals that's the value of ownership all investing is subject to risk Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.
1: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's
4: All right, we're back to right here. It's Game Time Decisions on a Monday night. I'm Kevin Walsh with you here on Sports Grid. And as always, it is Joe Madden stepping up and in. No Taylor tonight. I'm sure she'll be back uh, next week with us here. But, Joe, excited to talk uh, about some Monday night football. How are you?
6: I'm doing great, Kevin. This Monday night football is going to be an interesting one here to see which team can get on the right track. You know, you've got Denver off the bye and the Buffalo Bills having struggled in their last couple. But... I tell you, I'm on the bills.
4: Well, let's start right there then. The, the Buffalo Bills here, a field goal favorite in this game. The line is on the move a little bit, uh, though, Joe. So uh, certainly fortunate for those that like Buffalo to get in earlier. Some eights appearing uh, in the market. Tell us a little bit about why you like Buffalo here, minus the points.
6: I just look at these two teams, Kevin, and I can't buy into the Denver Broncos. I know how strong Sean Payton was after, you know, the first three seasons with the Saints after a bye. And I do think he'll have some success with his team here this team went well into the buy and I normally look at teams that struggle into the buy to come out strong I just don't see it out of the Denver Broncos we saw them get the win over the Kansas City Chiefs but Mahomes dealing with a flu in that one we also saw the win over the Green Bay Packers and I will give it to them there they played a fantastic game Looking at the Buffalo Bills, I just think this team is going to be able to move the ball with their legs as well as through the air. We know how weak the defense is here and I can't help but look at what the Denver Broncos defense has allowed. You know, Justin Fields of the Bears at 28 points, 300 passing yards and 171 rushing yards and Zach Wilson of the Jets put up 31 points and 234 rushing yards how can i not think even though josh allen's had these struggles that he's going to have success in this one so it's josh allen and the bills for a huge bounce back game i think they probably win this one by double digits i'm laying this seven seven and a half and if it's all the way up to eight i'm comfortable with it here
4: i think it makes a lot of sense this is kind of a, a zigzag spot if you think about it joe where all of a sudden in comes russell wilson covering two in a row Nobody everybody nobody nobody's wanted to back Russell in Denver basically his entire time there now all of a sudden people are in and the Bills have lost 5 consecutive against the spread it's usually a team that people want to back so now you're getting a great buy low spot i, I think it makes and, and clearly the market agrees with you. you you did buy low at the right time this thing now all the way up to eight very key if it lands seven you're covering so that is a great great look by you let's start to dive a little bit here into the props market tonight and on the buffalo side here josh allen has uh, been at times tricky to figure out how willing will he be as a runner did it a lot against cincinnati do you expect more of the same here tonight
6: I absolutely do with these interception issues, the turnover issues we have seen out of Josh Allen, I expect them to allow him to play more loose in this game, which for me equals Josh Allen being able to use his legs. He's such a strong dual threat quarterback. And with the 44 rushing yards in the last game, he's had what six rushing touchdowns on the season one in the last Mm -hmm. three in each of the last three games i expect them to allow him to use his legs i would be shocked if they don't i think looking at the defense here the denver broncos this defense allows so many rushing yards he's going to have nice opportunities to be able to use his legs in this one kevin and i have to take it over the 33 and a half i think this number is just way too low
4: yeah i think the the thing for josh and really all of you know the, the Buffalo Bills is th- there's no more time to hold back. I think he came out earlier in the year, and he's like, all right, look, I'd love to just sit there in the pocket, and, and it's great in theory, but one thing that makes Buffalo tick is his ability as a runner. We've known that to be true for years, Joe, and against this Denver defense that is improving, but I think, again, some of that improvement perhaps leaves numbers light tonight here, so we'll stick on the Buffalo offensive side of it here for another player prop from you.
6: Yeah, you got to look at James Cook, the running back here. Now, he didn't have much success last week, but he's pivotal to this team. I think Josh Allen gets him the ball and gets him the ball often. Looking at him over 58.5 rushing yards, I do think will be part of their success in this one tonight. Again, looking at that defense of the Denver Broncos, rating last against the run, allowing an average 154.1 rushing yards per game. I've got to look at James Cook here to go over those rushing yards. I wouldn't be shocked if he got in the end zone as well, Kevin.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked either. I'm playing, look, and I think there's a lot of numbers on James Cook that make sense here Uh, tonight. I'm playing the catching game for him, though. Took him over the two and a half receptions and uh, also took him over 18 and a half receiving yards. James Cook is clearly, for me, I think you'll agree, the best running back on this Buffalo Bills roster. I know that they like Latavius Murray in terms of pass-blocking situations occasionally, but again, the Buffalo Bills needed to just start putting their best foot forward, and that means more and more James Cook here uh, in this spot. We'll close out the NFL because then we're going to have the opportunity to get into some, uh, some options on the ice here tonight uh, with a defensive prop, and you've been very good with these, so what do you like in this spot?
6: You know, I love defensive props and I love the storyline looking at Von Miller here for the anytime sack so much value at plus 140 now he played for the Denver Broncos. We all know that forever and this is the first time facing them since he was traded off of this team. Now he's come out and he's clearly said there's no revenge here. He absolutely still loves this team. There's reports that he was in Cabo with Russell Wilson this summer for a wedding. So there's no revenge factor but there is a factor that he honestly and openly said as well he puts the pressure on himself he wants to rush the passer and there's no better time to start here than on monday night football versus his prior team so i do think he has success in this one i'm expecting him to be able to get to russell wilson russell wilson sat 26 times on the season his offensive line isn't giving him that protection von miller eight-time pro bowler he's absolutely fantastic 123.5 sacks in his career over 12 seasons he's going to get to Russell wilson tonight and the value is all there
4: yeah uh, i again narrative plays joe sometimes you want to be careful but if you're going to play him you love to play him on a star like von miller who knows how to get his and uh, i think it, it correlates really nicely to the bills minus seven number right it's Denver in passing situations and you're gonna have plenty of opportunities there for Von Miller to get home also I know this will sound crazy but the world where Russell Wilson lays down for Von not to give him a sack but if he's like ah you know what what can I do here he probably takes it let's talk a little ice here tonight Oilers have not living up to expectations this season they play against the Islanders tonight six and a half is your total here Edmonton is the favorite what do you like in this game
6: I can't back the Edmonton Oilers in this game, and we know they fired their coach, but Connor McDavid coming out and saying, this was not a coaching problem with Woodcraft here. This was our players not stepping up and being able to get things done. I'm backing the Islanders and the Islanders dealing with their own struggles, uh, lost their last four games, home crowd booing them and players basically saying, if you don't like it, don't come to our game. So getting a little bit cocky here, but Sorokin absolutely needs a bounce back game. I'm also looking at his um, goalie props here over 30 and a half save shots on goal. That's coming in at minus 124 Sorokin losing those last three starts. I think a big bounce back here for him. We know the Oilers are going to bring it, but their last game that they won four goals in the first period. That's all we saw out of them in that game. The crack and held them off the board for the rest of the game. Expect an early goal early mistake here by one of these teams. The goal in the first five minutes coming in at plus 168. We know the Edmonton Oilers issue is goaltending. They do not um, give any, well, they're starting to give protection to their goaltender, but they don't, their goaltenders are terrible. So Skinner here, I think we'll let an early <laughs> goal, goal in the first of five minutes in that first period, over one and a half. I think things probably slow down after the first period though, Kevin.
4: Makes sense, get in, get out type of special there in that game uh, that starts a little bit past 8.30. Uh, and then a little late-night action here with Seattle and Colorado. Road favorite status for the Avs. Another total of 6.5 in this game, Joe. Avs are always book strong. How do you find some value in this one?
6: You got to look at the Colorado Avalanche here to have a bounce back game. Now, they were in a little bit of a sandwich spot in their last game versus the St. Louis Blues that they got embarrassed in. They lost that one 8-2, to two, but they had the Seattle Kraken in the game prior. So they were looking ahead to this matchup here again with the Kraken after losing that game. I do expect them to bounce back and bounce back nicely in this one. I'm going to look at the Colorado Avalanche on that puck line for the huge win, laying the one and a half. That's coming in with great plus money at plus 164. And I also think you have to look at the 13 total. Over 3.5, you're getting plus money on that as well. We know this team can score, and they can score in bunches. Kale McCarr, defensive player here, also someone that I love to circle night in and night out. As soon as those block shot markets open up on some of these books as we get deeper into the season, he's definitely someone you want to look at for those as well. But Kale McCarr, his shots on goal, the number is low tonight. Only 2.5, you can take that at minus 140. I think you can fire this one up as well. 4.5 plus shots on goal coming in at plus 172. We know the Kraken are going to give up these shots tonight, especially to Kale Makar from the blue line. This is going to be a great matchup tonight, Kevin.
4: Uh, incredible stuff there, Joe, as always. Uh, the chance to break it down uh, on the ice as well as the NFL. I want to quickly, if I can, they, they told me about this. I, I admittedly wasn't aware, but I know you are. Grey cup weekend up north. Do you have eyes on this action? I absolutely
6: do. Now Montreal pulled off the upset over Toronto and Chad Kelly, which no one saw coming. Ten and a half point dog. I'm rooting for Montreal. I'm grabbing them a plus the seven seven and a halfs are out there versus the Winnipeg blue bomber blue bombers. Sorry. I think this team can stay competitive and it's all because of their defense. I'm also looking at this game to stay under that total. Winnipeg has a strong defense of its own, Kevin.
4: Fantastic stuff there. Joe Madden. what doesn't she do? Joe, thank you so, so much uh, for joining us here on Game Time Decisions. We're hitting a break. We'll take a look at some more of the options tonight in the NBA and college world next here on Game Time Decisions. All right, back with right here. It's Game Time Decisions live on a Monday. Pro Football Today crew is getting set to roll here. It should be a good one tonight for Buffalo and Denver. But before that, we get set with more hoops talk here. Coach James Young is live with us on SportsGrid. JY, how you feeling?
7: We don't talk about no damn football. Who's playing tonight? Denver and, and and Who? Buffalo? Look Easy, like J.Y. You can't we, we, even talk we, football, got, man. We got, you... we got Nick Celtics at the top of the hour. We got bigger fish to fry Kate those, up. Those jabronis can wait 21 minutes before they come on air.
4: Uh, all right, fair enough, fair enough. So then let's get to Knicks Celtics here. A uh, big game for New York tonight, who've uh, gotten off to a slow start. Boston uh, had dropped two in a row. And they've since bounced back by absolutely uh, blasting clean teams, and including a big win against the Toronto Raptors. What do you see here, JY?
7: I'm going to take the Knicks plus the point. Uh, maybe it's my New York Knicks bias. Here we go. But remember, folks, they did win both games in Boston last year. They Listen, the Knicks are on a back-to-back. But you got to remember, they were up so big that no starter except for RJ Barrett played more than 30 minutes. RJ played 31. Everybody else, I think, was 27 or under. And their game last yesterday as MSG was at noon. So it's not like they got to Boston crazy late last night. The Knicks played them very well opening night. It was just the fact that Randall and Brunson combined to shoot 11 for 43. I think they're going to be better. Do I think the Celtics win? Yes, but Thibodeau will find a way to grind this game down and keep it close. Knicks don't win, but the Knicks cover. Give me the Knicks plus the 9.5 or 9, depending on what your book is telling you right now.
4: I don't mind the look there at all. I did not play this game here, uh, JY, but my look would have been New York plus the points. Some Brunson numbers were a little bit appetizing. He owes this team a good game. If you look on the Celtics side, maybe Drew Holiday gets going, uh, leaving a little bit to be desired in the points category. But that could be a, a nice look there tonight. Uh, let's go to Washington and Toronto here. Uh, some key absences tonight for the Raptors. JY, no Gary Trent Jr., no Scott, no uh, excuse me, OG Ananobi. Does that change anything for you in this game?
7: No, it doesn't. Real quick, I also talked a little earlier in the scouting part. I do like R.J. Barrett to go over 18 and a half points. I think Holiday takes Brunson, R.J. gets loose. But as for this game, I'm sticking with the team total. It's 118 and a half. I, kind of, I have seen 119 and a half. Why? The Wizards are just terrible defensively, okay? Yeah. They've averaged, they've been up 119 plus, six out of nine games. The Wizards are bottom five in defensive efficiency, opponent's points per game. They're on the second leg of a back-to-back. I know they played well against Brooklyn, but they have no legs. I mean, plus, I sent you that video, of Jordan Poole, the timeout yesterday. This team is a damn mess already. So anytime I see Washington, I'm going over. I know Toronto doesn't play fast. I know this, but you just gotta look at how bad this team is defensively. I'm gonna go Toronto Raptors over 118 and a half, and I'm gonna go with the big man, Yaka Pearl double-double. It was at major plus money, one plus 145 plus 150 or 135. I've seen that plus even money now that you know OG is out. So with Pearl, three double-doubles this year, listen, the Wizards are second to last in offensive rebounding, uh, last in offensive rebounding allowed percentage at 27th in defensive rebounding percentage. Now that OG's out, Pearl should get the 10 points, and the way that they rebound is terrible. Yaka Pertl, double-double, plus money.
4: I like the look a lot. I was trying to figure out the approach for me, J.Y., in terms of big man rebounding in that game. I was going to play the Scotty Barnes, 28-and-a-half. Now, that number's long gone due to some of the absences that are in this game. My only worry, JY, was potential blowout here. Mm-hmm. First game of Washington off of a back-to-back. We know this is already a bad ball club. What does it look like tonight? A little bit of a wait-and-see for me. Uh, but I am excited to watch that game play out here and uh, and see some numbers start to develop there. Uh, let's continue to fly through. Bucks kind of need one here, yeah. right? I mean, this team is not living up to – I am not that surprised at how their regular season has looked. Mm-hmm. This is this team, maybe more than any in the entire league, JY, is a how do they look in March? What's the lineup going to look like come April, right? But they just got drilled by Orlando. Lillard back. Let's see what they can do here against the Chicago Bulls. What do you like in this game?
7: A team that's lost two in a row. They got blown out in both games. Going home with Dame in the lineup versus a bad Chicago Bulls yes please I will take the Milwaukee Bucks minus the nine and a half I just think the Bulls suck I mean I just call it wasn't what it is I think Dame is back they listen a team like Milwaukee has not played well on the road they're going to come back I love them they are covered the spread nine and a half and I'm going to go right to Dame 24 and a half points, going over four in the last seven, missed the last two games. Chicago pouring D. I know they have Caruso, but he's not as good a defender as you think he is. Dame gets loose for a team that's going to need him to play. I go over 24 and a half points, and a sneaky little play. It's plus money. And I can't believe I'm saying it's about a seven footer. Brooke Lopez's rebounds prop is five and a half, and it's at plus money. Now, he's only got there three out of nine games this year, Kate up, but. He's got to guard Vucevic. Vucevic crashes the boards. So that means Lopez has to go rebound and stay in there. I do like uh, Brooke Lopez over five and a half rebounds at plus money.
4: All right. I do not mind that look. Brooke Lopez, by the way, if you want, I saw 12 to one on the market for a double-double. It's a big number. But it's, again, big for a reason. Let's do a little college, JY, because there or No, but let me ask you this. I, know, I don't see it here for you. Darren Fox returns tonight against Cleveland. I'm playing the over in that game with Fox this year. Kings games average 246 points per game. So if Fox comes in, this total way too light. If he doesn't come in, I think Cleveland could still carry this number through the finish line here. Just what are some things you're trying to eye up with the potential Fox return?
7: Pace. And I think the like the, because they put Malik Muck in the starting lineup. We, we talked about that last week. I had to go off air. But what are they doing? Like trying to get this guy a six man of the year award? Everybody's in place now. Darren Fox is back in the lineup. And they're just a completely team, a different team, Kate. They can play with more pace. He can push the ball, get downhill, create shots for others. I do like the over. And, and for a Cleveland team that I know that, you know, had their thing with Golden State, Kevin, I'm just not a big believer in this team. I just talked about it on the podcast, which will be released tomorrow, the Betting about the ribbon podcast. I think they got to break this team up. I think Mobley or Allen, one of them has got to go, and it should be Jaron Allen. I don't think this double-barreled, two-big system works in the NBA anymore. This isn't the '80s or '90s. It's a four-out-one-in kind of league. But tonight, I do like the over, and I now that Fox is back, I like the Kings at home, like the beam.
4: Well, so here's what I would say: is I don't think Cleveland can do anything drastic with the potential Donovan Mitchell uh, exit looming over their heads. So I'm not I'm not saying you're off base JY. I'm saying there is potential for this team to maybe agree with you but not feel that they are able to execute that type of move. We'll see time will tell. They did pick up a nice win at Golden State though.
7: Yeah, and, and you you are right. And I guess my point Kevin is I think this is a precursor honestly, Kevin, to almost make Donovan Mitchell happy because if they're stuck in that like that 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, East kind of thing, he's going to ask out the door. And I think here's the other thing, Kevin, that I think needs to be discussed at some point, not now, because we don't have a lot of time. Not only about the Mobley-Allen breakup, but if you're trying to keep Donovan Mitchell, does a 6-1 and 6-3 guard, neither one of them strong defensively, help you win the playoffs? If they're going to keep Donovan Mitchell, then I do think they have to visit trading Darius Garland Get a bigger point guard that can take the defense off of Donovan Mitchell, but get him shots. Just something to consider. They have to try and keep him happy. But you're right, Kadeb. He does have one foot out the door already. He he certainly certainly does.
4: Uh, all right, JY. College tonight here. The U in action. What are you looking for in this game?
7: <laughs> the U to beat them down. I mean, Florida International's not very good. And I think, I, Kevin, you know, you, you know, I'm a big Larry Naga guy. I think this team's loaded. And I think they, I, I know you could talk about all the other teams in the ACC, including Duke. I think this may be and is the best team in the ACC. And it's the best coach team in the ACC. And it's just the fact that, you know, Jim Laranego, like, pulls his, like, looks like a grandpa to everybody on the street. The guy can coach his ass off. His teams play hard. And they have they have a little bit of everything. You have Nigel Peck. You got Poplar. Then you got Omir. you know, at, at the center position. And then a transfer Cleveland out of Florida State, giving him a little bit of juice. They won both of their games, I think, by uh, average of 28 points. The line, I've seen 21 and a half, 22 and a half. Miami rolls tonight at home.
4: I, I think it is certainly live. With all of that pace out there, JY, I worry about a backdoor. You certainly got a good number. It's been climbing. I'm playing the Nigel Pack up to and I a favorite bet for me on that college board. You mentioned Poplar is due though for a big game poplar right now keeps getting home on efficiency poplar's made five threes in each of his first two games and is plus 100 over two and a half made threes pack has not made two threes yet jy and is minus 105 the books, no pack is coming. They've set the threes number correctly. They've missed on the points number here, in my opinion. Last thing I'll, I'll ask you before we let you get out of here: at the Garden right now, Patino is going up against Michigan. We're underway, halfway through that first half. Michigan an early two point lead. Any expectations for you, or things you want to see tonight with the first
7: step up game of the Rick Patino era? Well, to, to me, it, it's about it's a cohesion of all these parts. I mean, th- this is this is like. The, the, the chef's delight stew that, you know, you don't know what's going to be in it. Just throw this and throw that. What's well, the patino there. He threw nine, ten guys in there, and he's going to try and make it work. But the key thing for them is this. Michigan's got size. Can Joel Soriano be that beast guy inside? Because guys like Ledman, Ledman uh, and Dingle, they have guys on the perimeter that can score. But the big man, Joel Soriano, one of the best players in the Big East, and someone that people thought was going to leave St. John's when Patino got there. And that was Patino's main thing is getting him back. He's got to be the key against a Michigan team that's got a big front line. If Soriano can impose his will. I think his points prop was 15 and a half. Depends on the state. I know New Jersey, we could do uh, college props. Uh, I think New York, you can't. Plus, you can't bet St. John's in New York anyway. um, I look at Soriano as being the play.
4: I am. Uh, we'll see. Dennis Jenkins, who came from New Rochelle uh, as the lead guard for this team here, I think is probably going to be the most comfortable player in this game from the St. John's side of it. I'm on Michigan plus the two and a half. I like this kid a lot, Doug McDaniel. I think all his numbers are light. Uh, I was 13 and a half for a points prop, one and a half for made threes. We'll see what he's able to do uh, up against those numbers. Also, J.Y., quickly, even if you're not in the game, Purdue tonight. It's, it's interesting. Xavier's a legitimate program. They're still laying a huge 17-and-a-half number there against Sean Miller. I think Xavier has the coaching advantage.
7: <laughs> <Look at that. laughs> Stevie Wonder could see that one. Of course, Sean Miller. And by the way, I'm still mad about Book Richards and Sean Miller. I'm going to get you eventually. Book's my guy. But anyway, yes, coaching advantage. Listen, Sean Miller has done this for a long time. I know that people think they are down. Sean Miller getting 17 and a half points, Kevin, is way, way too much. I think this line should have been more to 11 to a 12 and a half, but I'm with you. I would take Xavier plus the points in the game tonight versus Purdue. All
4: right. uh, I'm on that uh, plus 17 and a half as well. I would lean. I want to bet Edie under the 20 and a half. It's a wait and see. But there's all this talk about the Purdue depth. That workload for Edie's pulling back early season. JY, great stuff as always. We'll run it back tomorrow. We'll get you a best bet on the other side of the break.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
5: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped
0: this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure... Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.
1: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw.
4: Live with you right here, Pro, no, that's coming up, Pro Football Today is coming up. Game time decisions, we close it out right now here on a Monday, and then we pass it over to Pro Football Today. Myself, Joe Lisi, and Donnie Wrightside side, live and in person here for Buffalo and Denver on a Monday night. Best bet in that game, we'll get it to you momentarily. Best bet tonight on the NBA card, that is going to be Sacramento and Cleveland late night here. Donovan Mitchell against Harrison Barnes, potentially But also could be De'Aaron Fox. And that's why we're playing this 226 here. Because so far in three games with Fox, we've seen Sacramento point games average 246 points. This number is at least 10 lighter than what it would be if we knew that Fox was a full go. But this can get there without Fox. Sacramento's starting to figure out how to play without him a little bit, right? And more importantly, I like what I'm seeing from Cleveland right now. Just got a big win in Golden State. Their offense is starting to find that rhythm here. This is a light number. anyway you slice it, we'll play the 226 over. On the college board tonight, favorite bet, Nigel Pack. Over 12.5 points prop in his game up against FIU. Two top 20 teams in tempo. Will provide plenty of opportunity for the Hurricanes guard. And then two spreads that were on. One is already in action. Michigan plus the 2.5. Later, though, we get Purdue-Xavier. Big game here for the reigning Wooden Award winner and current favorite to repeat, Zach Eadie. This is a massive game. I'm playing Xavier plus the 17 and a half. You heard JY say it. Coaching edge there with the Musketeers and Sean Miller. But I want you all sort keep eyes on what we get out of Edie. I was leaning on the under. They didn't play it yet for his points prop in that game. But if we see Edie tonight go out there and give 17 points, potentially, right? I'm just talking points here. All of a sudden, that could confirm that the workload for Edie drops. What does that mean? A lot of value for the Wooden Award elsewhere. I know people are trying to target potentially Hunter Dickinson, who's having a hot start for the Kansas Jayhawks. There's a lot of options out there, but Edie is booked as a clear favorite. Tonight will tell us a lot about what to expect for the big man out there with Purdue and their game tonight against Xavier Pro Football today. Next, in less than a minute, right here on Sports Grid.